the Lord. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate that a lot. And uh, do you have your Bibles today? All right. Those of you who do turn or click your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 today. And uh, if you don't have your Bible, let not your heart be troubled. We will have uh, the scriptures on the screen for you today. And the title of my message is the title of the song that my son just sang, uh, because he lives. How many of you are thankful today, again, that the Lord lives? Can you say amen? Amen. Yeah, give him praise. I think a lot of times, those of us who have grown up in church, those of us who have been around in church, and, and, and I've grown up in church all my life, um, I really can't remember not being in church at this point in my life. Uh, of course, I can barely remember last week. Uh, but... Uh, for, for me growing up uh, and, and, and hearing the Easter story, sometimes if, if we're not careful, some of these um, really important moments in the church, they, they almost become a cliche to us, right? They, they almost lose their meaning. And, and, and I'm not here necessarily to criticize how you might or might not celebrate Easter. I'm sure for many of you, there are, there's candy involved. Um, uh, boy, some of you just perked up now. Um, candy? And if you look under your seat, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> although those of you who brought kids to, to uh, kids church today, um, I apologize in advance, but uh, they will be sugared up uh, eventually sometime. And, uh, but we uh, sometimes get so caught up in uh, other aspects of this holiday that we forget what it means for us that Jesus is alive. What does it mean for us that, that he was risen from the dead? And, and I, I, I want to share that with you today because I want to speak to people today that maybe don't quite understand what this whole resurrection thing is all about. And, and yes, it, it's a day of victory. This is the most important day in history when Jesus rose from the dead. But I want, I want you to know why. And Paul goes there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 12. And we're going uh, to read an interesting portion of scripture where Paul talks about the resurrection of Jesus. And he actually gives us a list of things that would be the case if Christ hadn't risen from the dead. And we're going to take a look at those today. And I want to show you how, in fact, you benefit as a, as a person every single day. Not just on a Sunday service, but every single day because Jesus rose from the dead. So if you're able to, just one more time, could you stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this together? And we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 12, and we're going to go to verse 20. All right? Are you all with me here today? Here we go. Here's what Paul says. But if it is preached that Christ has, raised, has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, 
our preaching is useless. And so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we've testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him in, in, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. <laughs> the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So Jesus, your word's already blessed. We know that. This is the day, Lord God, that we are celebrating your resurrection. But Lord, I pray it be more than a story. I pray it be more than a holiday. God, I pray that you would show the impact on all of our lives because Jesus rose from the dead. And God, I'll thank you for what you do. Reach us, touch every person who's here today. Every person joining us online, Lord, let your spirit touch us in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. 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 You may be seated. So this passage of scripture is kind of interesting. Because all through 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks about the resurrection of the dead. And then in this passage that we looked at here today, Paul specifically deals with Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And he says, look, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then there are some consequences to that. There are some negative things that take place if Jesus did not raise from the dead. But then he turns his whole list on its head by saying this again in verse 20. Take a look at it. Verse 20 says this, but he has indeed been raised from the dead. Did you know, did you know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is actually a historical fact? There is proof outside of scripture that Jesus died. He was crucified. He was literally put into a tomb. But if you go to that tomb now, here's what you will discover. It is empty. Jesus rose from the dead. And it is a historical fact. It is known throughout history. So please, before we go any further, please don't allow some closet theologian living in his mother's basement try to tell you that Jesus did not raise from the dead. In fact, I will tell you, I spoke with him this morning. He is very much alive. Can you say amen? So Paul goes into this list and he talks about what we would not have if Christ had not been raised from the dead. So I want to flip this list on its head with Paul. And I want to show you, I want us to look at what we now have because Christ is risen from the dead. 
What does this mean for us? Is it just another long weekend? Is it a week off of school and that's it? No, students, it's more than that. Is it spring break? No, it is more than that. Is it buying a new suit or a new dress? And you all look so wonderful, by the way, today. Not that you don't any other day, but you look great today. It's not just about that. It's so much more. So may I show you today what we now have because Christ is risen from the dead. First of all, I'm so thankful today that we have forgiveness. We have forgiveness of our sins. We have forgiveness of our sins. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we have forgiveness of our sins. Now, first of all, let's take a look at verse 17. Verse 17, and I'm going to skip around in our text today, but uh, I'm going to kind of take an interesting flow here. First uh, Corinthians 15, 17 says, If Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. But guess what? Because Christ indeed rose from the dead, you are not dead in your sins. Forgiveness has been given to each and every one of us. Forgiveness was all. Now, some of you will say, well, well wait a minute. Now, didn't Jesus uh, pay the price for our sin on the cross? Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. And as he hung on that cross, he uttered the words, it is finished. That's how we translate it in English. He literally said the word tetelestai, which means the debt has been paid in full. While he was on the cross, he paid the debt for our sin. So what is the link with the resurrection of Jesus and our forgiveness? I like to put it to you this way. Romans chapter 4 verse 25 says this. Take a look at this verse. It says, he was delivered over to death for our sin. He was raised to life for our justification. You see, if you go to a store uh, and, and you make a purchase, what do you usually get at the end of that transaction? A receipt, a receipt. I, <laughs> I, I try to get, especially because I got a bookkeeper that knows what she's doing here at this church, Regina. And if I don't have a receipt, then hell hath no fury. <laughs> right? Right? So receipts are important. So receipts are important. <laughs> receipts are important for my safety. Uh, re- receipts are important to show proof of that purchase, to show Uh, what that purchase was all about. You see, Jesus died on the cross to purchase our sins. But the proof of purchase, ladies and gentlemen, was in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He presents to you, yes, you are forgiven because if I conquered death, if I conquered the grave, I have also conquered your sin on the cross. Jesus demonstrates to us, and we will see another verse in a little bit, that the power of the resurrection has a profound impact on our forgiveness of our sins. Folks, if you're here today, if if there is somebody listening today and you are not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ, if you find yourself distant 
from God, if you're not serving Jesus Christ today, the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned. All of us have sinned. And we've come short of the glory of God. And the wages or what we owe for that sin is death. We have a sin debt that is beyond our ability to pay. Literally, we are sin bankrupt when it comes to how we can pay off the debt of sin. Jesus knew that. And so that's why, as my son just sang, Jesus came to die for us in our place. And he lived a sinless life on earth, became the sinless sacrifice on the cross for our sins. That now, now the gift of God that he offers to us through his son is eternal life through the death of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know today that the greatest gift that you can receive today is not a peanut butter egg, although those are awesome. <laughs> Just saying. But the greatest gift, the great, I'm getting hungry, but the greatest gift, the greatest gift that you could receive today if you don't know Jesus is that free gift of salvation that Jesus paid on the cross. And today would be an, an enormous day in your life to give your life completely to Jesus Christ. There is forgiveness of our sins because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Secondly, what do we have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? First, we have forgiveness. Secondly, we have what I call faith. We have faith. In other words, there is a confidence that we have. There is a trust that we have in our Lord because he rose from the dead. Look at verse 14. It says, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Our preaching my preaching, some of you say it's already useless, Pastor. But our preaching would be useless. And our faith would be totally useless if Jesus was not risen from the dead. But here's the good news. Jesus proves his love for us by the power that he displayed over death for us. Jesus has, in fact, become somebody that we can count on and trust no matter what. Have you ever tried to trust or count on somebody that just couldn't get the job done? That just couldn't fulfill the responsibilities that they had? May I tell you, you will never have that concern with Jesus Christ. You will never have that problem with Jesus Christ. Because if he defied death, if he conquered death, then he becomes, in fact, somebody that we com can completely trust. Well, pastor, I, he hasn't really done everything I wanted him to do. It ain't about you. Sometimes, you know why he sometimes doesn't do everything that we want him to do? Because he knows better. Because he knows better. If you have a small child and they want to drive your favorite vehicle, you're not, oh, God bless you. Here's the keys. No. Why? That'd be dangerous. Kid can't even touch the pedal. You're giving him the keys. And, and sometimes we think, 
Come on, Jesus, hand me the keys. I want keys. And Jesus says, you ain't ready for keys. So scoot over and get in the other seat. I'll do the driving for now. I'm not going to give you exactly what you want. I'm going to give you something better. That's what I can trust Jesus with. Because I've noticed sometimes I don't get everything I pray for. Thank God. Because he always has a better way. And that's why I have so much faith in him. I have faith in Jesus because of his great power. Because of his great knowledge. See, his ways are not my ways. His thoughts, thank God, are not my thoughts. He has the bigger picture. He has the higher way in mind. And so today, church, I want you to know that because of the resurrection, you serve somebody whom you can completely trust with your situation, with your life, with your crisis, with your family, for your kids. You can trust Jesus completely and have faith in him. Someone say amen here today. Thirdly today, thirdly today, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have what I call a foundation. We have a solid foundation. We have a belief system that is not just a belief system. We have the truth. I said we have the truth through Jesus Christ. Take a look at verses 15 and 16 again, if you would. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him. In fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. But because he was raised indeed, we have a foundation. We have a truth that no other faith system can have. See, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the, the Baptists and the Assemblies of God and the Nazarenes. And, and we all get along around here, by the way. I, I, we, we don't fight. I, we, the devil's church is still bigger than mine. So I'd rather pilfer his church than I would someone else's. Amen? Amen? So, but, but here's, here's what I can agree on with so many of these other denominations that Jesus died for my sins. He's the only way to salvation. And he rose from the dead and he lives today and he is available today to have a relationship with me. That, that's what we can agree on today. See, here's the deal. We have a world that does not teach absolute truth. Truth changes in our culture all the time. Have you seen this on the news? We have people that are changing their belief system. We have people that are changing their morals. We have sporting events that get changed because people may get offended at things. We have shows and celebrities that get canceled because they follow the truth of God's word. And see, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. If truth is actually truth, then it never changes. I should say that again. If truth is actually truth, then it never changes. If it changes, it was false. Well, guess it never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, Jesus identifies himself as the way, the 
truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Well, pastor, that's kind of hardcore. That's hateful. That ain't hateful. That's truth. The hateful thing is pretending that this word doesn't exist and trying to accommodate a bunch of other lies in order for people not to be offended. And I'm not saying you wake up in the morning and say, wow, who can I offend online today? Please, I've had enough of that this past year. Let's be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Can you say amen? But listen to me. That does not mean we sacrifice the truth of the Lord's word. So when the world says that a particular sin is okay, we can say, wait a minute. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says the opposite. So what am I supposed to believe? You believe the truth. How can I believe the truth? Because it was authored by the Holy Spirit. And if that spirit lives in you, it is that same spirit that, rose, that caused Jesus to raise from the dead. Jesus is alive. And because of that, we have a foundation of truth that we can live by. You don't have to hope you're right. It's in the book. It's in the book. And this book has stood the test of time, ladies and gentlemen. This book has stood the test of time. And I know there's other translations. And if you're a King Jimmy or if you're an NIV or an NASB or whatever acronym exists today, fine. Okay. But listen to me. Listen to me. Nothing, nothing can surpass the authority of the word of God. Not even your, not even your experience. I wasn't going to say this, but I might as well. You're... Well, I've had this experience. If it goes against God's word, guess which one's true? Well, I think Jesus would want that. No, no, no. Quit thinking that Jesus is going to act like you. Right? I made a joke one time in high school. I broke up with a girlfriend for religious reasons. She thought she was God. And, uh, Come on, that's funny. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes it's not so funny. Sometimes we think that our experience or what we believe or what we feel is far superior than what the Word of God has to say. And what scares me is that we are, we are becoming a biblically illiterate culture. We don't know the Bible. And so somebody gets up and they say some things, oh, well, well I want to be woke How stupid does that look to have a 54-year-old white guy go woke? <laughs> woke. Let's just, be, let's just be followers of the Word of God. Amen. See, because we have the truth. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, then guess what? It's the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that will... Not your opinion... Not your social media post. It's the, it's the truth that will set people free. We have a foundation in the truth of Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? amen. I got to give you another one. I got to give you another one. Uh, number four. Pastor, how many do you have? I'm not going to tell you. But number four. Number four. We have favor. We have favor through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I really like verse 19. We have favor. Verse 19 says, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Look look at that verse again. If the only thing we have going for us is our 
70, 80, 90, however many years God's given us, 100 years, whatever God gives us on earth, if that's our only hope, Paul says, we are to be pitied if this is all we got, if this is all we're about. But here's the deal. Jesus steps in, and that gives our lives value. Oh, don't miss this. See, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we, we are not a people to be pitied. We are people to be valued. We have significance. Our lives, our actions, the things that we do, they have value. I'm speaking to people here today who maybe feel that you are damaged goods. You feel that you have gone through so much life that there's nothing you can offer to the Lord. You think because you've made so many mistakes that you have nothing of value that you could offer anybody, especially Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brings value to your life. And, and even if you've had some messy times, for some of you, even this past year, it's been tough. You, you, you've gone through a lot. May I tell you that God looks at that and says, I'm not going to waste that experience. I'm going to use that experience. So if you've gone through a time of loss, you still have value through God. He will use that experience if he has to. If you've gone through a time of sickness or crisis, if you've gone through a time of difficulty in your family, guess what? You still have value. If you have messed up royally in your relationship with God, if you have messed up in front of your family, you need to know that God does not see your past. He sees your potential. And he rose from the dead. He died on that cross and rose from the dead for you. Please don't think that you're that one out of billions that doesn't matter to God. You matter to Jesus today in his eyes. Even if nobody else around you places value on you, even if no one else around you cares about you, even if no one else around you thinks that you are significant, there is one, a risen Savior, who places his... uh, all kinds of value and significance on your life. You mean everything to Jesus. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're not too damaged. You're not too sheltered. You are exactly who Jesus wants you to be. In fact, he'll take you as you are, but guess what? He loves you so much. He wants you to become more like him. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. Here's the last one. I promise. And Jonathan, if you can get ready to help me. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us a future. We we, we have a we have a future. And I'm not just talking about your future here on earth. No, no, no. Verse 18. Paul says, Then those, if Christ has not risen from the dead, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. 
But again, he turns that on its head. But since Christ has been risen from the dead, if we know Christ, then when we leave this world, our next breath will be with him someday. You see, since Jesus is alive, we have the hope of living with him forever. The one who conquered death is the one, if you know Jesus, is the one that you will see when you open your eyes in heaven. I've told the story at a number of funerals, so maybe some of you have heard it. Back when Jonathan was really little, like car seat little. Parents, you remember that, those days? Oof. And, and, and when, when, when we got home from a long day, maybe I'd pick him up from the babysitter or something, and it was just me and him. And of course, I'd have my briefcase from work. He'd have his toys. He'd have the diaper bag. He'd have his snacks, his bottle, everything. It's like, did you leave anything home? And, and we get home. And the magic of driving your child in the car. Because oftentimes they would fall asleep. And that'd be glorious. Oh, Jesus, thank you. And so we, when, when we would get home, this would be the drill. I, I would, I'd get my stuff to get, now, I like to think of myself as a real man. So I'm making two trips. Come on, guys. Yeah? Big amen from the guys there. So I, I ain't making two trips. So I got my briefcase. I got the baby holder that comes out of the car seat. I got his diaper bag and his toys and what else. I'm just lugging everything. He's asleep. And the goal is to make sure he stays asleep. I was a master at that. And that's with steps. Thank you very much. So I'm lugging him up there. He's snoozing. And I take him to his room. <laughs> and, and put his stuff down, put my stuff down. And, and I learned the art of being able to get that baby seat down and, and picking him up and putting him in his bed in the room. Now, here's what's interesting is that his room, we designed especially for him. Uh, when we moved into the house that we're in, he was a big fan. Some of, some of you old timers might remember this. He was a big fan of the Incredible Hulk. Remember that? So we had like purple and green walls and it just, uh, it would explain things now. And, uh, <laughs> right. So just keep playing. And, uh, Okay, no, 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 stay there. And, and, and one wall, one wall we'd have, because he was also a big sports fan, still is, and so we'd have like his Ohio State stuff and, and his, you know, soccer stuff. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a room that we designed just for him. And when he would wake up, he would wake up in that room that we designed 
just for him. He had no idea what the trip was like. All he knew is that he fell asleep in dad's car and then his father took him to a place that he prepared especially for him. Jesus said in John chapter 14, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my house, one translation says, there are many rooms and I go there to prepare a place for you. So our hope because of the resurrection is this. When we fall asleep in this world, when we take our last breath in this world, God the Father scoops us up and he takes us to that place that he created just for us. We may not even know what the trip was like. All we'll know is this. I fell asleep and I woke up in the presence of my father. And that's our future because of the resurrection of Jesus. How can I ensure that I have that experience, Pastor? Romans 10, chapter 9, verse uh, says this, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has every bit to do about your future. And today, today, you can walk out of this place with the certainty of knowing that your last breath on earth will usher in your first breath in that special place that he made just for you. For some of you, that's, that's been a truth you've held on to for years. So maybe today, you need to know that this risen Savior, and maybe life has been so rough that you need to be reminded again that he's still that person that I can trust. He's, he's still that person that forgave me. He's, he's still the author of that truth that I could stand on. And, and, and so maybe for you today, that's exactly what you need. You need to walk out of here reminded that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just something that impacted a few people 2,000 years ago, but it affects, uh, it affects you in 2021 today. Will you stand with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jonathan, will you lead us in that chorus again? Because he lives. Let's sing it with him. Hallelujah. He lives. I can face tomorrow. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. All fear is gone. All fear is gone. Because I know. Because. 
the future. And life is worth the living. And life yes. is worth the living just because he lives. Hallelujah. Can we bow our heads here today? Jesus, I ask you that you would speak to us now. Speak to us now. Hallelujah. With their heads still bowed, your eyes still closed, I promise you right now that I will not embarrass one person. But perhaps today, you are not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Sin has entered into your life. There is a separation between you and God. And on this Easter Sunday, you need to make yourself right with Jesus Christ. You need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead. You need his forgiveness today. If that's you, and again, I emphasize, I will not embarrass you, but I want to know whom to pray for. And if that is you, could you simply just express that to me with a simple upraised hand and you can put that right back down. Thank you very much. Who else? I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Thank you very much. Who else? We've had people respond. Is there someone else? I need Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up. Are there others here today? I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins. There's no judgment here. There's nothing to worry about here. This is the day that your life can be changed. Is there anyone else who will join those that have already raised their hands? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray a prayer. And I would like every one of us to pray this prayer. And especially to those of you who raised your hand saying, I need Jesus to forgive me. I need a Savior then I want you to especially mean this from your heart. And, and maybe you didn't even raise your hand, but you know you got to pray this prayer. I want you to do that because Jesus is going to change your life right now. Could you all repeat this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead for me. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead and and I ask you today forgive me of all of my sin save me forgive me make me clean and give me the strength to live for you I thank you Jesus I commit my life completely to you in Jesus name Amen. Oh, let's give God praise in this place. Can we do that? Hallelujah. 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 One more time, son, will you sing that song? Let's sing this as kind of a benediction here today, Because He Lives. Tiger, will you sing that? Let's sing it. Hallelujah. Because He lives. Now you can face tomorrow, church. I can face tomorrow. Yes. fears away. Hallelujah. All fear is gone because I know He's got your future. He's got your future. He holds the future. Life's worth a living. Life is worth the living just because Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Now, Jesus, I pray that you would bless our coming and our going. Lord, I pray that we would walk out of here mindful of the fact that your resurrection, Jesus, changes everything. So, God, we could face our fears. We can know that we have the truth. God, we can depend on you completely. Lord, that we are people of value and we are people forgiven by a loving Lord. So, Jesus, may we walk in that truth this week. And, God, may your hand be upon us. And we'll thank you for all you do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. He is risen. He is risen indeed. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Keep coming.